Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. My name is Chris. And my name is Anthony. Anthony, today's a special day. Is it? Yes, because it's like Star Trek Day again. Because we get to talk about Star Trek for another week. What's we get this? to talk about Star Trek whenever we want to. Six weeks We're in adults. a row? Just, this is week six. We're just hammering these things out, man. It's almost like, um, oh yeah, because a new episode of Lower Decks came out today. The Spy Humongous. Tell me about The Spy Humongous. Give me that blurb. <laughs> spy Humongous. Uh, the blurb on IMDb reads, Anomaly Consolidation Day on the USS Cerritos leaves the lower deckers with mixed emotions. Captain Freeman attempts to negotiate peace on the Packlet homeworld. Mm. All right. And it doesn't mention our sea story in which <laughs> Boimler becomes a red shirt and cozies up next to Jennifer. Yeah, I saw. Mm. Yeah, I know you saw. That's why we're here to talk about it. He's going to, apparently, spoilers, he's going to be meeting up someone at a speech giver place. I don't know. Who are they talking about? I, I heard the name, and I was going to look it up real quick, and then I forgot. Oh, they're so. going to go see, oh, now I can't remember his name, but you remember the, <laughs> the lieutenant who did the, the mini voices one-man show thing in the first season? No. Did you see Lieutenant Blah Blah Blah's one-man show? No? I don't remember. Sorry. I'm terrible. I'm sure it was quite funny. <laughs> If I got the reference. I'm looking it up now because I can't. It's it's a, it's a reference to itself. I don't know. So this episode contained several pieces from our trailer. It did. The mid-season trailer was like, did you want a trailer for episode six? <laughs> we got. Uh, Here it is. Buff. Buffler. Buffler. Kind of. <laughs> so they dress up Boimler or they, they redo his uniform. To make it fit better or whatever. And he's all, he's got shoulder pads, it looks like. And he's got pecs, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. Is that a reference to TNG era actors having to wear like the the, outf- the uniforms, costumes, if we want to get out of universe, with like little padding in the chest and the shoulders and whatnot to make them all look more fit than they were? Well, didn't Brent Spiner famously do that for playing the last we saw of Lore in TNG, where he's like, when he captures that, those we're not captures. Well, he does kind of capture the Borg. Oh, maybe. The Lore Borg episode. <laughs> the Lore Borg episode. Say that. The Lore. The Lore. 72 <laughs> times fast. No, I mean, because I think they all had to, like at different points. I mean, but maybe he did. Maybe he wore bigger ones to differentiate himself there. I'm going to send you a picture. Uh, you can decide for yourself. <laughs> I mean, unless Brit Spiner is just jacked. <laughs> Yes, it was Lieutenant Winger Bingston and his one-man show, The United mm. Federation of Characters. I guess I don't remember. I apologize. I guess I have to watch that. Yeah, it was in your favorite episode from season one. Oh, man, I had a lot of favorite episodes. No, your favorite episode was Moist Vessel. <laughs> but yeah, no, definitely a reference. And he got a new haircut. Boimler did. Yeah. So how'd you feel about Anomaly Collection Day? Or I'm sorry, Anomaly Consolidation Day? It brings to question... Older episodes of 90s Trek where they are just looking at things in their quarters, you know, like, oh, I'm I'm investigating these crystals or uh, Picard has some priceless artifacts in his quarters or his ready room and he's looking into them. But why? (laughs) It's like they. Yeah, exactly. He's got the privilege. And guess who has to take it back to the storeroom? Some ensign, (laughs) some red shirt, right? (laughs) It seemed like an easy place for them to sit there and make references, but they didn't. They did make references, but not like all of those anomalies 
all the things that happened to him are kind of similar to other stuff, but there's no direct references that yeah. I caught. There might be a couple. I mean, other, th- other than the nanites, yeah. Right. Well, nanites exist, right? I don't remember the nanites in TNG ever taking off her fingerprints. <laughs> <laughs> So it was an opportunity for them to do what they've been doing and have a bunch of jokes and references. And instead, they just came with original jokes. So, yeah, I liked it quite a bit. We got Scorpion Tindy because of this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I had no idea where that was going. I was like, I I want it like, of course, in my head, when I first saw Scorpion Tindy, I was like, what weird? Because it would like the episode where Jordy is like turning into a lizard. Do you remember this episode? Where he yeah, like alien, I remember that. Alien. Yeah, and he like, becomes like, uh, yeah. Just all the different times in an episode where uh, it's like, oh, we went to this planet and now we brought this thing back and now blah, blah, blah is changing. <laughs> but yeah, the fact that it was becoming part of her person, like it was merging into her. I, I thought that was pretty, oh, yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. And uh, the three little piggies coming out of the storybook. <laughs> that could have been an oh. entire episode on its own. <laughs> Why does a bird doctor have a book that <laughs> contains Who three knows, little pigs? Man. Who knows? <laughs> this brings the Packlid conflict back into focus. They kind Front of reference it a little bit. I mean, we had a break from it because of the Titan episode, but we just went straight back into it. Which, do you think the Packlids are so tough because they're so dumb? If we were to ship off like the guys who do jackass onto their own little planet, <laughs> would they eventually become the Packlids? Like they would eventually just die off. The difference between the guys from Jackass and the Packleds is that, I mean, obviously, Packleds have bigger hats. Yes, it's true. I saw that, several large hats. Yeah. You, yes, Brian Poussain showed up, recognized his voice right away. <laughs> they have the hats. He was the queen. This, yeah. He. Yeah. I, I didn't. I don't remember him being the queen. I heard his voice. He might have been on one, more than one pack lead, but IMDb does credit him as the queen pack lead. <laughs> My hat is not big enough to make that decision. <laughs> well, he was also the out of breath pack lead and the pack lead delegate too. Okay, I recognize so. him as out of breath pack lead. So okay. I, I like Brian Hussein. I'm, I'm glad he's done a little bit of work, and it makes total sense when you look at him. You're like, yeah, that guy plays a pack lead. Yeah. <laughs> If I, sure. <laughs> if I ever told you my Brian Poussain story? No, I don't think so. One time when I was in DFW hanging out with a friend of mine, I went to see a comedy show and he was there and he came on, took the microphone and then pulled out a like a tape recorder and just pressed play and put the tape recorder on the microphone and had a set that was like three minutes long of him just telling jokes from the tape recorder and just <laughs> nodding every time people yeah. would laugh. And then he ended... And then he started his real set, and then someone walked into the show late, and he just goes, "Ah, oh, no!" And then he pulls his tape recorder back out of his pocket and starts playing it again, <laughs> the whole three minutes. And I was like, "Oh God!" <laughs> Some jokes are better the second time around. So. That's good. I, I did not know that happened. Like that's hilarious that he would do that, but I did not know you uh, ever saw him. That's yeah. cool. That's very cool. Sorry to derail us there. No, you're good. I have a question about Captain Janeway. <laughs> do you think that starfleet is taking the pack leads seriously i mean to an extent i think it's because the pack leads are like they're like if you were to rank if you were to do like the the top 10 star trek 
villains, the people that oppose Starfleet, right? The Packlets yeah. don't even make the top 10, right? All right. I mean, Are you sure? big, I mean at this point, these, do they now? Well, they've got these big, powerful ships, and they're really, really hard to mm-hmm. kill, but they're too busy fighting each other, or they're too busy trying to be spies that end up in the cold vacuum of space. Like, I, it's <laughs> it's a situation where they're like, it's a problem, but we can't really do anything about it because we don't know what to like we can't we don't know what to do <laughs> like you know what i mean they can't they can't sue for peace they can't like all out they can't just straight up attack them because they're the packlids they got these really powerful ships i don't know it's the reason i ask is that we're post dominion war right so all that's done we're at peace with the klingons we're is this post nemesis this is post nemesis mm-hmm. yeah so we're more or less at peace with the romulans or at least they're not a threat they're dealing with their own stuff so there's not if they're There's even a bit of a there. say again. Well, don't they get destroyed? And uh... not yet. Oh, okay, okay. The Romulan uh, star doesn't go supernova for a little while, so we're not we're not to there yet. But so there's kind of a power vacuum. There's the Federation. I guess there's the Breen off doing whatever they're doing. But there's not really another big force in the Alpha Beta Quadrant that's being like for a from a military standpoint. And the reason I ask if they're taking the Packlet seriously or not is. They sent Captain Freeman to go <laughs> negotiate. And I know that's kind of been her thing. Like, she wants to do that. She wants to negotiate. Like, she wants to be this kind of, this great diplomat. I believe there's a, more than one episode about that, especially in the first season. But she is still just Captain Freeman. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know if she's, I don't know, when, <laughs> like, everything else gets the flagship, right? And I go, yeah. I know that's probably because we're following the flagship in that show. But the Packlids get a California-class crew and ship instead of whatever the titan is off doing right now i don't know i don't know if maybe they were actually had faith in captain freeman or if it was just a distraction for something else i can see it going both ways that's why i'm asking it's i mean it's definitely possible i mean it's i I think because they they even say like their attacks against our trade routes are like they're random yeah they could send what they could send the enterprise e you know yeah but the federation flagship showing up (laughs) right next to packlid planet Maybe that would be like, whoa, that's a big ship. Mm. And then they attack it instead. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? They're not, not sure how they're going to react. 2387. 2387? 2387 is when the Romulan sun goes supernova. But we are in 2380. Right. 80 or 81. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, well, it just says 2380 on. That's all it says. Gotcha. So. Okay. So we got some years, five, six years at least before all that happens. That would be interesting if the show lasts that long. <laughs> yeah because that's funny. or it covers that much time <laughs> is what i mean well i mean if we're only in 23 like seven seasons wouldn't quite get us there right and that's the longest the star trek show is gone is seven seasons well i just meant that the star going supernova would not be funny like <laughs> like i don't know how they not, play that okay oh sorry laps. not yeah. funny haha but yeah. funny interesting if they had to yeah. like deal with the fallout of that sure i wonder how they would or if they would just ignore it have it happen in between seasons that type of thing do you think Patrick Stewart's ever going to make an appearance on this show? I don't know. I kind of hope he doesn't for a while. I okay. like that they're having smaller characters make appearances or they have freaks, you know? I like that. <laughs> Unless you're going to do something with the character, you don't Admiral Janeway him like in Nemesis, right? You don't just have that, oh, look, it was Picard. You got to do something yeah. with the character, you know? And until they have a really good thing to do with them, I'm happy to leave him off and leave him out of it. I got you. But maybe. I mean, I, I trust them to come up with something that he'll enjoy. I just don't see it happening anytime soon. Not Especially not this season. Okay. Let me ask you this question. Yeah. What 
character do you want to see on the show? What character do I want to see on the show? You can't say O'Brien because I know that's what you're going to say. <laughs> I would love to see O'Brien on the show. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> um, <laughs> you did the thing. Like, obviously, O'Brien is obvious, right? I think that's that's my favorite. I'm trying to think of like a one-off character. You know, somebody who wasn't a show regular. Garrick would be pretty interesting. He's not quite a regular. He's just a special guest star. So I'm going to count him. What's a one-off character, though, that would be fun? We kind of got Commander Shelby slash Captain Shelby, although she didn't have any speaking lines. Maybe yeah. Ensign Roe? Yeah, I thought about that, too. But isn't she a terrorist? She's not an ensign, first of all. She became a <laughs> lieutenant, and then she immediately yeah. defected. Right. I mean, immediately, like, over the course of, like, three years. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm pretty sure the same episode where she gets promoted is this, this is the episode where she oh. defects. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or maybe it's Probably. a two-parter. I don't recall. But there, yeah. there's more that I say immediately. I mean, like, her next assignment, yeah. Yeah. which took well, so took place over how much of her time. But that would be interesting. Maybe another, like, well. Barkley? I was going to say Barkley or another, or like a Beta Zed. But yeah. that's not Deanna Troy. There's that one guy from who was, like, the... During the the wormhole negotiation, I would say if she, if you know Roxana Troy would be awesome if yeah that would be an obvious one too. She's shown up in every other <laughs> Star Trek show from that from that era. Man, you asked me a really good question, and I was not prepared with an answer that wasn't O'Brien. Devani Rall. The only reason why I even know who this guy is is he was in a really terrible Yeti horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> where he plays a guy in a wheelchair and I looked him up and I was like this guy's on an episode of Trek and then I went and watched it and I was like oh yeah 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 okay I remember this guy obviously Quark but they've been kind of teasing Quark all season yeah what's his face the brother Rom yeah well isn't he yeah he was Grand Nagus I mean he could easily pop up if they happened to visit yeah. Franginar yeah <laughs> that's true they have Ferengi all the time so <laughs> yeah I mean they're pretty they're pretty prevalent in this area <laughs> in this in this in this area <laughs> in this area they got they got Ferengis all in them heels <laughs> area isn't it not an area just because it goes over like sectors of no. space doesn't make it not no, an yeah. area yeah for sure you're right I'm just <laughs> it just sounded funny jeez uh, I don't know <laughs> Guinan. There it is. Got yeah, that is looking at us right in the face. Or um <laughs> what's his uh Mark Twain. Yeah, Bring Mark Mark there, Twain. <laughs> you have it. I am I can't believe I didn't think of that. Obviously. Uh it's Mark Twain. <laughs> <laughs> Everything about that episode should make me hate it, but it I like it a lot. <laughs> like on paper, uh, that episode is absolutely horrible horrible it's a two it's a two-parter right it is a two-parter yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh what about what's her face sila romulan commander sila mm. uh no this girl robin leffler oh played by winona uh, ashley judd famously her first on-screen kiss i mean i have no idea if if robin leffler is alive in the canon but i think it'd just be a fun little cameo where she just shows up and maybe she's with wesley crusher because yeah. they had like a yeah. thing they had so a little thing. Just, what if Wesley Crusher shows up? <laughs> I know how much you hate Wesley Crusher. <laughs> you know, when we come to that bridge, we'll cross it. We'll see what happens. Um, if we cross <laughs> come it. to that bridge, we'll see who takes command. We will see. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we'll see if we burn that bridge. No, uh, no, it'd just be fun to have like a 
That's a little cameo. It's like some background character. You're right. Like Okana. I don't think he had any speaking lines, but he it didn't. was nice to see Okana. Yeah, yeah, it was cool to see Okana. It was cool to see uh, Shelby. It was nice. It was nice. And this episode, I think Jennifer has more lines than she's ever had. There was another, the dark-haired ensign, Castro? Perhaps. I didn't catch her name, but guessing from the, the cast list, that's who I would guess that is. Yeah. Yes. How did you feel about the red shirts? <laughs> Besides their name being stupid and hilarious. I mean, it was pretty funny. Um, what was the guy's name? Was it Casey? Their leader, right? I think it was Casey. Yeah. Total D-bag, obviously. Oh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> of course. Well, But I like what they had to say about leadership. They weren't willing to do the hard work. And the things that they were valuing weren't the things to value. They weren't going to get you anywhere. Like yeah. Ransom didn't care who was the stand-in captain or whatever they called it. Acting captain. Acting captain. Yeah, say I remember. It was just like, yeah, sure, you can do that. I don't care. Like, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. But jumping into action and saving Tendi and really anyone that Tendi was going to hurt, that's what matters. Oh, I know what. I'm sorry. I'm going to go back. I know what character I want to see. Okay. Badgy. <laughs> the return of Badgy Strikes Again. Uh <laughs> I, well, because Rutherford doesn't have his memory, so I want to see him re- recreate Badgie on accident. <laughs> <laughs> I did enjoy... We, we got a lot of Shaxx this episode. I mean, compared to the other ones. Most we got Shaxx and Kazon. <laughs> Shaka? Kayshawn. Kayshawn. What did I say? Kazon. My bad. Kazon, We yeah. got Shaxx and Kazon's. Kayshawn. <laughs> yes. He comes in... Casey's acting, he's got the con for like 30 seconds, or probably like less, like a second. And then Shax comes in and screams out, get out of my chair. <laughs> Shift change. <laughs> Toad's great. I love Big Daddy Shax. He's still my he's my favorite character in Lower Decks, I think. Shax and Tendi, I think, are my two favorite characters. Oh yeah, for sure. This turned into a little bit more of a Tendi episode. It was like a Tendi and Boimler episode. And the uh the A and B, C, C stories, I'm going to say. Do you want to talk about the last scene? Or do we want to just leave that for anyone who hasn't watched it yet? Oh. <laughs> well, first of all, uh, we, let's say it again. If you're listening to this episode and you haven't watched the episode, what are you what doing, are you first doing? of all? <laughs> but you should stop definitely it. stop listening now. But there is a, they, I don't remember what they call it, some kind of stone uh, that they use to bother Armus. They prank call him, that's what they called it. <laughs> Sitting there like, I wish I had somebody to torture. (laughs) (sighs) I'm touching all of your stuff. (laughs) (laughs) What stuff? Yeah, that was great. Like, like when they said, what are we going to do? Prank call Armis? And I was like, (laughs) I I didn't click to me. Like, I can't, I don't remember who Armis is off the top of my head. (laughs) And then they go to the stupid pile of tar that killed yar and i'm like oh oh this and i just i laughed i think it it might be the most i've laughed all season (laughs) for this episode being i'm going to go and give my opinion not being the best episode this season but not the worst another kind of there's just it's a solid entry right it's a solid b plus i did laugh quite a bit in that last 45 seconds well we are looking i don't know if you said it but 7.4 out of 10 on imdb we went oh, a long really? time before talking about the facts here. Based on 27 user ratings. So I think they set some pretty high standards in a few episodes. So far, I think 
I've only been this season, only the season opener has, has been a negative point for me. And even that wasn't horrible. There are much worse episodes of Star Trek out there. (laughs) Much worse. How dare you? When we just talked about Mark Twain, man, come on. (laughs) Great episode. Great episode. It's so bad. It's it's so good. How is it so bad? But it's so good. It's a great episode, but it shouldn't be, but it is. All right, we're not here to talk about Next Generation. (laughs) One day, though. (laughs) One day we'll actually talk about it. Look, man, there's enough, like, we're, (laughs) there are enough Star Trek podcasts out there. No one wants to hear our opinions. We, they barely listen to these episodes, much less if we went back. Easy. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I have fun, which is why we do it. I also enjoyed this episode. I think, I think maybe the seven point. Where were we at? Seven point four. Four. Maybe yes. a little. Low, maybe a little low. I think I would have given this a seven seven. Okay. I would have de- definitely given this thing a C plus. I think a lot of the other characters have had their real time to shine with Tindy when we went to the Orion pirate base. Whatever. I, I mean, that was really cool. We got to see her in her element. I mean, obviously, we get to see Beckett do her thing all the time and we with rutherford a little bit we've had some really good rutherford episodes this season it's just that he's been the b story the whole bit with him needing to ask shacks for forgiveness and trying to learn trying to remember who he is with the with the model of cerritos those are really good episodes but yeah you're right i don't think we've had a a real rutherford centric a story right we got two uh, no, I think we two last season. I think the the one with him trying to figure out what he wants to do that was a B story disguised, or that was an A story disguised as the B story, and then obviously mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. the season finale. But Boimler, we really got to see a lot of him, and I guess just exercise like I, I, this is I, it's got to be a flex by the writing team, right? Because we get this guy who's a goof. He's ambitious. He wants to advance. He wants to be a captain, and his time on the Titan. I think taught him maybe a little bit that you don't necessarily need to do that <laughs> to mm-hmm. enjoy your career in Starfleet. But when given the opportunity, he definitely rose to the occasion, which when you mentioned it earlier with Ransom, giving him a shout out in front of all of those people. Yeah. I don't, would we have gotten that in season one? No, I think Boimler's come a long way. Yeah. Like it's goo on him and it gets dragged around by Shaxon. Like what, the second episode with the, mm-hmm. when the, that thing just suckles on him for like four or five hours. <laughs> We go from that to, I mean, he still gets covered in a weird hot fudge Sunday, but, uh, <laughs> you know, he saved the day. It was red. Oh, yeah. I, I like Boimler's character arc so far. He will eventually make a really good captain. I really do think so. Really? Because well, he's real early in his career. He's got another decade before we're even looking at that. And I think you see the inklings of it, you know, he follows the rules. He enjoys his job a lot. He's not afraid to do the dirty work. He rises to the occasion as both a follower and a leader. So I think he's overcome a lot from being this unsure, just spineless. I mean, he like he's just nameless. You know, he's just yeah. He's just another face of Starfleet. But uh, I think he'd make a really good tactical officer. <laughs> oh, you think that's where he's going to be? Yeah. No, no. I, no, I think eventually he will become captain at some point. I think that he'd make a good XO. Any bridge officer, really. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He just wouldn't be Worf. Like, you know, I recommend phasers. <laughs> like, why? You don't think he's going to go straight to... 
Just let me just let me eject the warp core, please. <laughs> That's all I want to do. <laughs> this is the greatest day of my life. <laughs> See, first there's the Black Mountain. <laughs> then you fight you three other versions of yourself. <laughs> classic. Yeah. Absolute classic. Just well, fantastic. I don't know if you want to talk about Star Trek anymore. We can. No, I'm we can talk about something. We can talk about something else. I'm you good. want to talk about it? I want to talk about how. I really appreciate y'all listening to this. Okay. If you enjoyed it, make sure to give it that follow, that thumbs up, the little heart, whatever it is to get notifications when we release new episodes. We release normal mainline episodes every Monday where we review some straight-to-stream science fiction or science fiction-adjacent media, whatever that may be. And for right now, we're releasing these Lower Decks episodes every Friday, Saturday as a little bonus. Just a little sprinkle of little bonus episodes out there for you. You got to give the people what they want. Yeah, because this is this is what the people want. It's what I want. So that's what we're doing. Yeah. You can also, if you want to recommend things for us to watch or just give us your opinions, you can email us sci-fiwiseguys at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on the social media at sci-fiwiseguys on Twitter and Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. We've had several things be listener suggestions. I think some of our, I don't want to necessarily say favorite episodes, but some of our more interesting episodes have been yes. listener suggestions because we had someone recommend something that we both really enjoyed, The Circle, and yeah. then something only one of us enjoyed, Blood Machines. And then something neither of us, neither of us yeah. enjoyed, <laughs> only. Thanks, Kat, for that one. <laughs> but we do just want to say, uh, stay healthy, stay hydrated, and... Uh, just know that Anomaly Consolidation Day isn't that bad. Yeah, do your chores. Yeah. <laughs> Take out the trash, <laughs> Ransom. What are you doing? Bye, Did you guys. see when she, when she like knocked over the gym equipment? Like, <laughs> yes. When, yes. When Rutherford got big, <laughs> I was like, oh, look, the gym equipment. He does work out. That's all he does. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>